What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. This week on the Marvel Movie Marathon, we have the epic and awesome privilege to talk about a movie that has a lot to do with the multiverse, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. This is 2018, this is winter, right now as of this recording, it is basically almost December, it takes me back to pretty much five years ago, uh, almost to the date of when this movie came out, and I know that we have a lot to say, we're five years removed, this is I know my first time watching it post across the Spider-Verse, and I think we've got a lot of very interesting details to talk about, and especially a lot of good things to say, me... Ben Rayside, co-host of this podcast, also introducing the gentleman who helped make this show possible. First off, Mr. Ethan Wonsloff. Ethan, how are you doing today? All right. Let's do this one last time. For the past two years, I've been the one and only podcaster. <laughs> but I was sitting around doing sit-ups as I normally do, getting my crunches on. Totally wasn't eating pizza. And I was sucked in here, and now here I sit. So I'm excited to talk about Into the Spider-Verse. Also introducing Mr. Micah Hat. Micah, how are you doing? Wherever I go, the wind follows. And the wind smells like rain. Ben, let's do this one more time. I am Micah Hat, and I am the one and only podcaster on this podcast. I am here to talk about Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. That's all I have to say. Nice. <laughs> Very good. Amazing. I started that playing was, the wrong song That at was first. the first intro with music on there. I had been planning that since Across the Spider-Verse came out. And you were like, I was like, ooh, when we do the Across the Spider-Verse podcast, mm. let's do it. What about the End of the Spider-Verse podcast? The movie that That's we're talking today. about today. <laughs> Guys, I didn't think we'd make it to this, honestly. You said... Like this, two years ago? That's what every week is. I didn't think we'd make it here, man. Come on. We're 53 movies into this marathon, man. I mean, who'd have thought? Remember when we were not watching... Me. Not me. Not me. Remember when we were watching Eric Bana Hulk and we we're like, guys, man. guys, we're not going to make it to this <laughs> Spider- the good stuff. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Oh, man. Closing that episode, I was like... The I'm next done. time we'd see Nick Cage is this movie. Ooh. Much better incarnation of whatever character he's playing in this. It's debatable. Mm, is it? He does have a cape. We're no. going to debate about it here, folks. Oh. On multiverse monologues. Before we get into it, though, before we get into the needy greedy of Into the Spider-Verse, uh, I would say go check out uh, YouTube. We are now at 573, if my latest projections are correct, Micah. Projections. And we are, so we, got. we are almost at 600 subscribers. So I would say if you are new to the podcast or new to the Marvel Movie Marathon, we've got a bunch of epic stuff coming up. We're almost done with the Marvel Movie Marathon, and we would love to see that hit over 600 subscribers so i would say go on youtube right now hit that subscribe button it would mean uh, a lot to each and every one of us but now gentlemen let's open our sling rings and head over to earth 1610 look sometimes people drift apart most and i don't want that to happen to us okay look i know i don't always do what you need me to do or say what you need me to say but i'm I see this, this spark in you. It's, it's amazing. It's why I push you, but it's yours. 
Whatever you choose to do with it, you'll be great. I love you. You don't have to say it back, though. Miles Morales is a Brooklyn teenager who, when he is bitten by a radioactive spider, suddenly develops spider-like powers. He soon meets Peter Parker, the Spider-Man from his universe. However, they are soon confronted by the Kingpin, who is using a device to open portals to other universes. The Kingpin is trying to bring back his wife and son from the dead, but his actions are threatening to destroy all of reality. Miles must learn how to use his powers and work with other Spider-People from different universes to stop the Kingpin. He must also learn what it means to be Spider-Man and what it means to be a hero. I like that addition at the end there. Thank you, Bard. Thank and you, Bard. because what this movie does and a lot of what modern Spider-Man movies, I would say, kind of fail to grasp, the best Marvel movies and the best Spider-Man movies specifically ask what it means to be that specific hero in the movie. And this Spider-Man movie in particular is specifically what does it mean to be spider-man what does it mean to wear the mask are you the only one that can wear the mask and it ha- deals with a lot of deep thematic themes i guess is what thematic themes there you go <laughs> <laughs> listen man there is so much to this movie and it has been sony the last movie we reviewed was venom come on venom. and this was from the same studio same year the difference in quality well, hold on. Different studio. One was Sony Pictures Animation. One was the other one. I forget what it's called. The Spump. The Sp- same, same company, man. All right. Sony and Pictures this, Entertainment. This was released within three, four months. The difference in quality. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, how does this come You're from the same, the same quality, if you ask me? Dang, Ethan revealing his yeah. thoughts. Wow. I, I mean, one, one shoot clearly this. has a larger budget, so. Yeah, come on. Which one had the larger budget? Venom. Venom did? By a good 16 mil. Easy. What was the budget of Into the Spider-Verse? 90. I ask you. 90. 90 mil. Ethan, I'm shooting this to you first. Did you see this movie in the theaters in Christmas 2018? I did see this in theaters, but I did not see it around the release date. This, I don't remember how long after this movie was in theaters before I ended up seeing it, but it was, it was at least a couple weeks. And the hype around this film was huge. Actually, uh, Angie, your... What is that? Your... Sister, sister-in-law sister-in-law yeah she and i went with a few others and they were like all right this movie's really great you got to see this and I, I don't know why i initially that hype wasn't there for me it wasn't like i, I guess i thought yeah that's a kid movie i'm not into that because Di- disney plus nowadays they release a lot of this miles morales kid content things like spidey jr and friends so i thought maybe it'd be something like that or adjacent to that and i wasn't wasn't expecting the ride that I was about to go on. So yeah, I saw some theaters, but it wasn't, was an opening night. Do you remember the trailers leading up to this? Were you in tune with the marketing to this or was it kind of just like a, yeah, I'll go see this movie. Really the that? main marketing I remember from the time was the Venom post credit scene. Cause I did see that in theaters. Yeah. And I remember being like, that looks, that looks really interesting, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough to grab me at that moment. Were you a fan after you left? Oh, I think, uh, think it's very easy to say I'm a fan. It's going to be really hard to podcast on this one because so much praise has been given to this movie. And we're going to try to, I don't know, give our own opinion, something different, unique. That's not really going to happen today. But I'm a big fan of this movie. And I just think it does so much so well. It's hard to really do it justice by talking about it. And also what is going to be very interesting is where this film falls in mm-hmm. our ranking. Because I 
like you saw this after the initial hype had gone down. My buddy Cade Simon was like, dude, you have to see this movie. He took me. We both sat down and I was not ready for the ride that I was about to. I mean, the the movie was fantastic. It still is and holds up after. I mean, I've seen this movie how many times? I I don't even know if I could count. I've seen this movie so many times. And each time I get something different, I notice something new, especially this time. There was one moment in this movie, which I'm going to talk about. Mm. It's almost impossible to not watch this movie and its sequel across the Spider-Verse and not notice something new, get something new out of it. And that is, I think, part of the genius behind these movies. I'm also a huge fan. Yeah, there's just so much in every frame, so much work put into every still image. And Micah said it as we were watching, like, they don't really waste a moment of screen time in this. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's a really, really good movie. Micah, were you... You're a Spider-Man guy. You're a Spider-Man fan. Every time I ask you if you've seen these movies, it's always, nah, I didn't really see that, except for Spider-Man film. Did you see this one in theaters? Now, let me tell you a story. <laughs> story we, watched, we watched Venom, right? We watched it like the Saturday after it came out. and um, Then there was this post credit scene in Venom where I was like, oh, why are they advertising a kid's movie in this? And... We didn't see Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse opening weekend. We didn't even see the next weekend. We saw it, I'm pretty sure, way closer to Christmas. Um, And it was was just some matinee. It was Christmas break. It was like just some random Tuesday. Uh, And... I think we even did a double feature. We we double featured it with like... I'm, I'm trying to look through the... Through what came out that year, Aquaman. Came there was out. Aquaman. Christmas we didn't watch Aquaman peak. though. Uh, we watched something stupid that, I'll get to that same day, and I remember just being blown away by this movie. I had no expectations. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Spider Man. We're gonna watch a Spider Man movie." And I had no hype for this movie. I had no like, "All right, yeah, yeah, whatever." And wow, ugh. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out of nowhere. It wasn't even in... I'm looking at, at the, the box office stuff right now. This wasn't even in 4,000 theaters nationwide. To compare, Aquaman was in 4,100 theaters nationwide. This was in 3,800, which is not as much as... Like, this is a Marvel movie. This is considered to be one of the greatest movies of all time, and it wasn't even a full release. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Looking back, how unfair the hand was that was dealt to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and just how successful it jumped back from it. It's amazing. So I'm noticing a theme here. We all didn't see it opening weekend. Some of us, not even after two weeks. No. Do you have the numbers on the opening weekend I do. of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Wow. Because that would be an interesting number. That's actually uh, something new in the spreadsheet here. I noticed Opening weekend... It made $35 million out of its $90 million budget. $35 million. Crazy. That is one of our smallest opening weekends that we have here. Uh, I mean, like, there's some of the older ones, but the Marvels even made more than that. And that was a box office disaster, right? Uh, The only (laughs) other... I mean, it made as much as Morbius did opening weekend. $39 million compared to $35 million. It's... Ouch. 
Very ouch. Fan four stick made half that, so that's good. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, this movie was able to do what so many Marvel movies just do not do now, and that's word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth made this movie big. And yes. do you have comparisons to other numbers of like first weekend versus second weekend? Not second weekend, but um, uh, I mean, it, it ended. What the final number it was. ended at. <laughs> Three no yeah three eighty four right million so like it made a lot of money mm-hmm. uh, especially compared to its budget it made four times its budget which is a success I I'd say if you make two and a half times your budget or more then it's a pretty good success I'm just glad that Sony had the knowledge to continue this because I mean look at the box office of Across the Spider Verse that is without a doubt one of the greatest things to come out of the year of 2023. Yeah. And and looking at Sony Pictures Animation's uh, history, what they have here. So they had some hits like Clyde with a Chance of Meatballs. I remember really liking that first yes, one. That was good. Uh, Arthur Christmas, I hear, was pretty good. Open Season gave some laughs. Surf's Up, I hear, was Fantastic. pretty good. Uh, and, and then towards 2018, you start getting Smurf sequels. You start getting Hotel Transylvania. The first Hotel Transylvania was pretty good. Second one was, you know, kind of... The, the, by the third one, you kind of lost me. We had the Emoji yeah. Movie, 2017. That's mm. July 28th. We had Peter Rabbit. Uh, we had four releases from Sony Pictures in, in uh, 2018. Peter Rabbit, Hotel Transylvania 3, Goosebumps 2. Who knew that they even came out with a second one? Remember the first one where it was like, I think Jack Black was in that? I don't even remember. And then Into the Spider-Verse. So there's, there was a second Angry Birds movie? See, there's like all these movies that... that <laughs> Sony Pictures Animations was just pumping out to make more money. They were trying to be an illumination where they can just use the same formula over and over again. And then they pump out this masterpiece that is into the Spider-Verse. This Phil Lord and other Phil Lord? Are they both Phil? No, no, no. What are they? Chris Miller. Chris Chris Miller and Phil Lord. Yeah, yeah. Where do they even come from? What did they do before this? This they, is they did Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. They did Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. And okay. uh, Lego movie. Was and Lego, Lego movie. movie. Yeah. So they've got some some good things under the belt. They did t- 21 Jump Street. They did 22 Jump Storks. <laughs> they are very good at writing, and yeah. they have not really been able to have the space to create a very drama-filled story. They're yeah. very good at comedy. Their last three movies that we just cited are evident of that. I think those movies are hilarious. But this is the first time where they really tackle deep character drama and excellent writing. And it, they, I mean, when I think about what Solo could have been, Solo, a Star Wars story, they were the original directors for that. What it was and then what it became, I can't help but thinking maybe because these guys have always produced golden content. All what of their stuff, been? like their whole list is yes. just gold. I mean, yes. there's a couple, but whatever, you know, everyone's got their flaws, but. And it's just, so what this movie does so right, that's what I really want to take a look at, as well as taking a look at the characters. But why does it stand so far and above the rest? Why is it still to this day hailed as the best Spider-Man movie, if not the best Marvel movie ever made? Mm. This is an animated film yeah. we're talking about, not live action. This is an animated film, and yet, to most people, this is one of the best ever made. It's one of the best movies yeah. ever made. You go on Letterboxd, oh, yeah. this is in the like top mm-hmm. 50. And its sequel is even higher right now. And so, what are the keys to success? Why does this movie perform so well, even though it didn't make as much money? Why does it garner so it, much as a sequel? 
it just it does just everything right like you throw everything that this movie does into a blender and it just everything turns out so well like first you got the animation style every shot in this movie just looks beautiful and we were talking about Ang Lee's Hulk earlier and how Ang Lee when he directed that that Hulk movie he tried to do you know the different panels Ang Lee and walks stuff. so that the, yeah <laughs> Ang Lee walks so, so this movie no, could run they could run in this but um it not only does everything well but it's got something for everyone like I, I work in a middle school and middle schoolers love Miles Morales. They love this character. They love these movies. And then us three, we're, we're three dudes in our 20s. We just watch this movie. We love this movie. Like, I don't know how many different mm. movies can connect to every different age level the way that this one does. Well, humor is also just a mm. huge factor. And even now, like how many times I said before, how many times have I seen this movie and still I find myself laughing at characters Peter B. Parker, hilarious, hilarious, man. Mm -hmm. And then you also have your Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir. And I mean, the the humor works all around, but those two, they really hammer it home. And like the, the main thing you notice is the maturity of the humor and the writing in this, where with our MCU, especially as of this point in the marathon, the emotional scenes are always undercut with that humor. They do not do any of that in this movie. They let the emotional scenes sit and it, it works so well. Mm. Oh man. Especially with miles and his dad. Oh, when, when he's trying to break the news that his uh, uncle Aaron was just killed and, and uh, miles is sitting, he's wrapped up. His mouth is covered. He can't say anything, but he's like, Oh, I see your shadow under the door. I, I know you're there, but just, just listen. And he, he says his thing and he, he pours his heart out to Miles and he says, I love you, Miles. And you don't have to say it back. Like that is, that is see, so yeah. good. It's like, I see the spark in you. The spark oh. in you. And dude. it's amazing. Oh. Like, dude, I, this, this, especially this rewatch, uh, I got like full chills in that scene. Yep. I'm like, yeah. that is just so That is so one good. character that you d- I mean, uh, a big pattern that I've seen with a lot of these Marvel movies that we've seen in our our watch, I mean, we're at, what, 53 now, uh, is with the first movie, you're like, oh, they're not very fleshed out in this, but we'll see them in the sequel. They'll make up for it in the sequel. No, no, no. Every character that's focused on in the sequel still has tons of character Mm -hmm. development in this movie. Still is like, Oh yeah, this is a fleshed out character. It's not like a oh we're putting him on the back burner this time. We're just gonna like no 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 no. The dad, Miles, we got Gwen, we got Peter B. Parker. Everybody gets a little something more. Like they're all elevated in the sequel, and that's something that this movie fixes out of out of the other ones. Yeah, because you already care so much about each and every one of the characters. Starting off on the right foot, and then you have more depth poured into them into the sequel mainly i'm talking about spider gwen oh yeah i already love in this movie and then you have peter e parker who takes kind of a back seat in the second one in you know in his, his story's kind of his arc his arc reaches the, yes. the boiling point in yeah this movie. which i and mean it's good i mean he's now the old man mentor and that's you, good you have a great arc for miles which is fantastic and you also have a great arc for peter b parker mm. and once you get to about like the halfway point, maybe maybe three quarters of the way through, almost every scene is this huge emotional beat. Because you talk about that scene uh, with him and his dad. The scene right before that is almost just as emotional with all the Spider-Man. And they're like, nah, you're, you're not going to come with, you're not ready. 
and, and then they it goes all leave and spider-man sits Dude. there and he's like no you're not ready strike me on command do it and you can see him as he's holding him on the and and the facial expression that miles makes props to the animators you it is conveyed that everything in his being his eyes wants to be able to prove to spider-man that he can do it and seeing him fail is what makes the moment after that when he finally makes his suit when he finally makes it there and all of those emotional beats after that it makes it work so so well it's <laughs> not enough superhero movies and not enough movies in general these days can get to that level and i'm almost like if they made them more family oriented if they made the hero struggle more it would it would be that much more interesting it doesn't have to be to this level but as long as you make them struggle as long as you make it character drama around you especially with family i i found that the more family is tied into the plot the more it's interesting the more the stakes are higher that's why spider-man resonates so hard you have his aunt his uncle hmm. his girlfriend when you build the universe around that character when you give them relationships that matter then it just becomes something else entirely yeah. that's what so many superhero movies are missing nowadays because you think it's all about the main character that so, was like the only redeeming quality in blue beetle was that the family yeah. was fun <laughs> to watch and shazam too there were a couple cool yeah. family moments and that was that was it that was all so I ben where would you say like what's a prime example of a modern mcu film or even one that we've come across in our marathon failing at that family aspect shang chi is a movie that i feel would be so much more elevated because he already is so fantastic if he had that core characters i love shang chi but i honestly do not care about any relationship that he has with anyone else except for maybe his father and that is even more of like a yeah i, I could take yeah. it or leave it okay yeah. shang chi you have captain marvel i don't care about any character around her either not even nick fury at this point which is <laughs> well they flubbed nick fury but... well yes that's a conversation and her for family day. i think was entertaining and, and there was some but but if you want to make the characters likable you have to put them in our shoes. You have to make them struggle because that's what we do every day. And that's why it's not so easier to make a Spider-Man story, but the characters around Spider-Man are so essential to his stories. And that's what makes this one so great. Well, yeah, you because you can just get the relatability from this one. Miles is going to high school, right? In Spider-Man 2, P Peter's broke trying to make, make, make rent, you know? Like, it's just stuff that you can be like, yeah, money problems, school problems, girl problems. Yeah, we get that. We you know, I that. think yes. I think that I hate to say it, but this I mean, no, I, I'm gonna fully embrace this. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse has better high school movie aspects than Spider-Man Homecoming. Hmm. And that was our previous hot take? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I liked it. No, I, I think that the anxiety that Miles feels while he's walking down the hallway and he's like, Oh, they all saw me, they all saw me. Whoa, that girl's tall. <laughs> really tall. Yeah, like that's exactly what high school brains think. Like they're they're nervous about asking the girl, but now you got these Spider Man powers, and we didn't really get the we didn't really get that side as much in Homecoming. Like, yeah, he did the same things, but then he also had to cut it all and be Spider Man. In this one, he's kind of like 
at the same time struggle with the same things in the same place. Like when you think about like the, just comparing this to any other really movie, the amount of characters you get, the amount of story you get, like this is a multiversal movie, but it's under two hours. It feels so tight. There's no like sitting down and like, this is what's happening. It's all so quick. They just kind of expect the audience to get what is going on. And the characters that, Like, even Miles' dad, he doesn't have a ton of screen time. But when he's on screen, they make it count. And that's what this movie does so well. You Um, know who else takes up a lot of screen real estate? mm. It's Kingpin. That we haven't (laughs) talked about. That is is true. That is true. (laughs) Now, see, here is where... I'm not going to say that it's bad. This is a nitpick. I'm not counting this against the movie at all. I would say in a longer runtime, you could flesh this out more. I just, Kingpin to me is not as, I don't care enough. Compared to Kingpin. some villains, I think he's gold compared to. <laughs> I know, agreed, agreed. I like I like the family drama. Kim getting his family back, especially if you watched Daredevil, um, well, that's, uh... is a little bit more relatable to me. <laughs> but you can't have that prior knowledge going into this. You have to accept the character as is presented in the film. But. I know he is it's a nitpick. I don't count it against the movie at all. The the story is about Peter B. Parker and Miles. Mm-hmm. Everyone else kind of takes a back seat to fulfill their character arcs. I mean, to the point where in the final fight scene, Kingpin just stands there and lets him get up and give a full speech and say, You ever hear the shoulder touch? And lets him touch like, all right, okay. I see what they're going for. They're they had not, to wrap it up. Yes. I I'm not counting that against him, but I yes, I agree with you, Micah. That yeah, he is definitely better than most of the villains. I would say on the Marvel movie marathon. Did you? And he's got that that menace, menacing walk to him. Where oh, yeah, you know, really the first scene we see him and he kills Spider Man, right? Yeah, no other villain I has love, been able to do that throughout this marathon. I love he's how he kills Spider Man, fills the screen. Yeah, that was. Imp- I love that. A, a kind of what a risky a cool, choice. Yeah, I feel like how huge he is compared to the other characters. It really just makes him a menacing looking Very character, like, and it, it it gives you everything you need to know about him just by looking at him. Uh, especially if you haven't seen Daredevil. Especially if you didn't. I think the Spider Man game came out after this, before this, before this, before this. So yeah. if you didn't play the Spider Man game either, where there was also Kingpin, where he's more of a normal looking, just big dude. Uh, Wilson Fisk in this is cartoonishly huge, <laughs> and it works perfectly for me. I love it. And it's very much like a, adapt, adapting what is on the page on into this movie, which you can do, where, <laughs> as with real life, you cannot make Wilson Fisk this big. No. You, it would look awful to do, like, a, like we've seen people at Comic-Cons dressed as Wilson Fisk this big. <laughs> it just looks horrible. But you can do it in an animated form, and it it is something you kind of miss with. Uh, if I'm going to critique Vincent D'Onofrio, it's just that he is human size. He's not he's not this big. He's not this menacing. But that's that's kind of what makes that his performance so great is the humanness to him. Oh, so absolutely. which do we want to rank Wilson Fisk's now? I mean, we've we've, we've only seen, seen two of them, right? Two now. <laughs> And we, well, if we want to classify the one in Hawkeye as a third entity, because we could do that, because that's yeah, true. Multiverse shenanigans. So we've got Spider-Man video game, Wilson Fisk. We've got Michael Clark Duncan, Vincent oh. D'Onofrio, Vincent D'Onofrio again. It's fun. And then this one. So we got five. 
Who would you say is our our worst? So you got to speak for. I've not played the Spider Man game, so you have to speak for. It's for pretty that good. One. I mean, he kind of reminded me of this one he, in Spider Verse. If correct me if I'm wrong, he's only in the beginning. Yeah, he's only in the he's beginning. Not, he's not given any depth. No, and I also think the his voice cast was it was a miscast. He was more actor. of a just beginner, uh, just like who is our dead last? I uh, would put him. I'm going with. 2003 Daredevil. Are uh, you serious? Wow. What's his name? Michael I, Clark Duncan. Michael Clark Duncan. Ben is a famous racist on the show. So, oh, wow. <laughs> I just, no. It's, Man. He does not, he uh, is not imposing tired, at all boss. to me. Why am I at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, come on. It's Michael Clark Duncan. Here, I'll go. Bottom for me would, I mean, I'd have to go. Spider-Man game. I haven't seen that. Okay, so I, I would also I would put him at the bottom you too, would? just because okay. of yeah. I mean, yeah, he was he was bare minimum Wilson Fisk. For then me. I would put um Hawkeye Kingpin. He's just a little too cartoony. Not enough of that Vincent D'Onofrio that we love. He's still Vincent D'Onofrio, but he's not there. Then I go Clark Duncan, Leib Schreiber, Vincent D'Onofrio, Daredevil. Leib Schreiber voices him in Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Okay, Spider Verse. Yeah, cool. I mean, I would yeah, rank similar to that. That sounds the about only right. number one is Vincent D'Onofrio from the Daredevil show. Wow! There, yeah, there I've been no watching. Question. I've been watching Daredevil guys, and finally, finally I finished, got him. I finished finally. season one, and yeah, he is <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. He's I, so good. You're on the third episode. <laughs> so good. I'm going into episode four of season two. Uh, Punisher's pretty sick. I watched the Punisher show, so but we're not talking about that. Speaking it's of great. pretty sick. Peter B. Parker, guys. Ooh, we dude. have to talk about Peter every B. Parker, single time I right? watch this movie. I just need a cheeseburger, it's man. <laughs> I need one. He's such a good character. He's so real and just the from the the build of the body. Like I could just relate to that, dude. man. And that's how I look when I put on spandex. That's how I look right now. I got that gut popping out. But uh, what was y'all's reaction like first time seeing? Just all the different variants and all the different Peters. I remember going to this movie not knowing anything about Spider uh, Multiverse at all because I mean, who would have thought the monologues weren't around yet? The monologues weren't around yet, and that's why you're here, uh, (laughs) fellow listeners. Uh, But they expected that. I think. I think they anticipated you not knowing anything going into this movie, and they were like, okay. We're gonna pull. A, we're gonna do a couple rug pulls throughout this. So you're thinking, oh, he's by the Spider-Man grave. Did he fake his death? Who is this guy? I didn't even notice his hair was brown at first. I thought it was Spider-Man, like Peter Parker mm-hmm. from that uh, universe. So I I liked how the, I liked the pacing of this. I liked how they they dragged you along for the ride and and just made it hilarious. Like you thought, oh. Spider-Man's still alive, and then, oh, he's he's like dying because he's getting beat up by a train and by the the cars and all that. Was I the I only it. one when this movie started who thought that this was supposed to be an animated version of Tobey Maguire? Oh no, no, I thought the uh, Chris Pine. The, that's what I'm. That's yeah, what I'm saying. They, they pay homage. I thought the him. other yeah. one was supposed that's what I'm to saying. be. Like, yeah, because he started off. He started doing the dance. And then there was that iconic shot of him on the bridge. Peter Parker, right? Not Peter B. Peter Parker, the first Peter one. Peter Parker, yeah, yeah. Six one six. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, is that supposed to be? One, they, six, and one, I six. think they're definitely like this is before we really have our established multiverse right. where everything has to play into it. So very much, I think they kind of wanted that 
It, it definitely pays homage to him for sure, but it's different enough to where it's not directly. Yeah, I really like how they start with him too. Mm-hmm. They start with Spider Man. They don't start with Peter, or they don't start with uh, Miles. Miles. Yeah, they start with Spider Man. Not even Peter Parker. What a bold move! Like, yeah, we're in for a Spider Man movie. This is Spider Man, and then they kill him. <laughs> Crazy. Right. I love how. Uh, all right, so they introduce you. They're like, all right, so you're Spider-Man. You guys all know and love him. Here we go. We're doing this one last time. Then we see Miles. And then we get to see how different he is, how awesome, and like how how much just personality this movie is going to have just starting from uh, he's getting ready for school. He's listening to his music, his little sunflower. You know, I his, love how he doesn't know fully the song. Oh, and he doesn't he's know any of the lyrics. lyrics. Like that, that... To me, that's so related. And that was exactly us going into this movie. Was we're, we're humming along, we're trying to sing, we're like, oh yeah, this is cool. I'm vibing with this. You know, I'm 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 gonna be I'm gonna be liking this song in the future. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to memorize it now. What do you think of the music of this movie? Specifically the soundtrack, not the score. The soundtrack, uh I never really got into the soundtrack on this one as much. I do think that they improve on that in the sequel. Uh, I think that the mixtape for Across the Spider-Verse is much more listenable for me Yes. than uh, Into the Spider-Verse. And I remember you asked me that when uh, Into the, uh, Across the Spider-Verse came out. You're like, all right, well, which one do you like listening to more? And yeah, I'm going to side with Across the Spider-Verse. So I, I agree. Like, I think Across's mixtape is better. Like, if I were to shuffle one of these, that one I would bump more. But in the context of in the movie and when they play the songs, I think this one does it better. Just... Every time one of these songs comes in, you're like, man, that that just fits there so perfectly. And it it feels more like the songs are made for the moment in this one, as opposed to the songs are made for the movie in the uh, in the across. But as far as score goes, the score on the second one is much better. I think across the Spider-Verse improves across the Spider-Verse improves on everything. Like the Daniel Pemberton, though, who does produce the score for both is he does a fantastic job. Specifically, the standout track of this one is the Prowler theme, which is absolutely fantastic. It became a meme after this one, but it is his by far most listened to song. As of before, Across the Spider-Verse, I'm pretty sure now Miguel O'Hara's 2099 theme is more popular. I don't oh, know. You'd yeah. have to pull up Spotify. That was you just have to, a meme, I think. And the, the Gwen numbers. theme from Across is really good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He is such a great composer that does not get enough love. or And he definitely doesn't get enough projects to work on because everything he touches is gold. He did these two. He also did King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, which was a big, huge box office bomb, which was way underrated, though. Fantastic film. You heard it from Ben. Fantastic film. I think it's great. Um, But he does a score for that. I've seen Arthur. His his score is... The the little aardvark? King. Oh, King Arthur. Oh, King Arthur from Shrek. Gotcha. Yeah, Yeah. got it. All right. Whoa. Uh, I just I'm really I'm really excited to see where the music specifically is going to go. Like I just Nerd. see myself as a privilege to have one more of these. We got another mixtape, another score of this fantastic music. They said that the Beyond the Spider-Verse will be the last one. They're pretty confident in that. And well, they, I don't know how much they've even started on that. So we're going to we're going to be quite a ways from that, too. I'm good with that. dude. Same here. Make it a trilogy. Make it perfect. It's one of those movies that you are fully 
happy waiting four or five years for because you know that that they're gonna deliver like i'm not happy waiting like whatever 16 years for another ant-man or thor film because you know that's not worth it but you're all confirmed today though yeah (laughs) confirmed ant-man 4 no, Thor, uh, no, no, like four, Doctor Strange, Shang Chi two, four, five, quickly in the right hands could be so freaking good. Oh, they set it up to be. <laughs> um, I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. In the right hands, bro. Like that's yeah. about any movie, Ben. I know, I know. I. What do you guys think? Is <laughs> sorry, we <laughs> should Miles have been more confident in school because I feel like he would have been way cooler if he just owned that his dad liked him. You know, supporting father figure. Yeah, but as a freshman, though, as a freshman, I take myself back to the mindset of being a freshman. Parents, get out of here. Please stay away from me. Like, I'm trying to live my own life. That's what I'm saying. I would be livid. Come on. I wouldn't even say it, probably. His dad did him dirty. He did him dirty with that. Yeah. In front of all your new friends. Like, come on. (laughs) At least he's got a cool uncle to go to. Uh, we gotta talk about Uncle Aaron. Cool. I love oh, come on. the relationship between Uncle Aaron and Miles. Where Miles just feels like he could have a refuge where he could express his art, he could say his feelings, he could just hang out with Uncle Aaron, but he can't, you know, his dad just doesn't understand him. He doesn't get him. So uh they take him down to the subway station and they paint that big old mural of great expectations. Get him bit. That's the theme of the whole movie right there. That's crazy. I loved it. His um, his death scene. Oh, the the whole that hit me. That whole thing. I let you down, man. I let you down. Yeah. Like whole, <laughs> the emotion that this movie can conjure up is insane. Yeah, they subvert your expectations. Oh, heartbreaking there. when he gets shot of the house. Dude. Yeah, like you oh. know, like that Spider Man story. His uncle dies, but you don't really expect it with Uncle Aaron think it's a little different and then instantly instantly right after that they make the genius writing decision of pitting the not long-lived rivalry between his father and son you you got to make a suit you can't take off the mask now your father's against of you it's like everything crumbles down on spider-man yeah and this movie just makes it so unfair for Every other Spider-Man movie you watch, because even if you do like Andrew Garfield or you do like Tobey Maguire, you like those movies as a whole, like they just this one just does so much so well, so quickly. It's this is a really good movie. I would say yes, but there is something about live action Mm Spider-Man specifically that is not able to match it, because I would say that these are pretty much unmatchable. Um, this and across besides one movie uh it's just this oh, when you can take them too. a that's what i'm referring no, to no it's not it's not yeah tells them on the end of it yeah just, those are the best kind every time i rewatch this and especially in the context of no way home it just can't i just always feel like they saw this movie and they went like all right what if we did this live action and to me especially after this rewatch it just feels like a a weird, vague trying to mirror what this movie mm. did. Not that it's bad. Mm. I really like No Way Home, and it really is emotional to see those characters that we've been following meet up, but it just feels like it, it's playing like a copycat of this. But you know what, Ethan? I remember walking out of the theater, and I was like, I can't wait for them to do that in live action. Mm. Like, just yeah. straight up. 
I want them to do that, but live action. Yeah. And that's what they did. And that's super cool. I mean, that's the, that's the main draw of no way home. Like this time you see this, it's in live action and you get to see Toby and Andrew come back. And then they also just made it super emotional. And where No Way Home, yeah, throws that curveball is uh, Tom Holland's story and acting. Holy cow. Really good. When we get really to that's going to be a fun one. The only review I think we have of No Way Home is our instant reaction, me and Ethan. And we just are sitting there like, we, dude, that happened? Just, we just talk about the movie for way too long. Dude, wait, wait, we probably skip happened? like an hour into that if you go listen to that. I don't even think there's an hour of it. I don't know. I think we just kind of sat there and went like, wow. <laughs> Holy cow. You guys remember, you guys remember when Spider-Man was on screen? Or when Spider-Man was on screen, he talked to Spider-Man, and then Spider-Man was like, does, does it come out of anything else? No, no, that was good stuff. I have a question for you, gentlemen. Do you want to see this Miles Morales in live action? And if they're going to do a Miles Morales in live action, do you want it to be this one? No. No. Ooh, this is its own thing. I want it to stay. Yeah. It It is... The novelty of this movie is that it's so original. Mm-hmm. It is such a a new idea. It's a different take on Spider-Man. It's a different take on, I mean, anything we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. The animation, the story, the de- the character development, the just the idea in general. No one's done multiverse in superhero movies before. Period, and this started it all. And to branch this out to other things to make it connected to other things like visually connected like yeah okay it's all connected through the spider web or whatever but it's all you know the spider verse is connected implied i don't need to see that yeah it's already implied Mm -hmm. right so you would want it to be a new actor cast as miles a new storyline no 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 no, no. oh yeah I, i wouldn't want this to be the same miles that we see Ever again. I want the trilogy and that's Done. Miles' yeah, story. Close Done. the close the book. No connections to anything Locking else. Key, even though this is it. the Spider-Verse. Probably we'll see him again at least someday. Yeah. What if they, they they could end this trilogy with I'm not gonna let this Spider-Verse change my story and then <laughs> cut himself out of the web. Actually, <laughs> thematically, that is not probably far off yeah <laughs> just hopefully is, the writing it's better than well 100 no that was be. that's exactly that was straight from the screenplay i got it right here for beyond <laughs> holy cow nick cage is confirmed coming back for that let's please, go please please see, now the question is do i want to see live action nick cage as spider-man noir the answer is of course i want to see secret wars hold on though Isn't i want to see live action thing, noir though I believe Lord and Miller are doing that. There, Spider-Man Noir there is a, that's, and Silk. You're right. That's Silk not live action, though, out? is it? I believe it is live action. Well, that's wild. Both I don't know if that's Nick Cage, though. It might be I cool to see... I don't know if it's Nick Cage. But. It might be cool to see this Miles Morales in Spider-Man freshman year, because that's animated. Like, I want it to stay animated. I don't want it to go live action, because it's just... like It would do disservice to this yeah, character. It, the whole point uh, half of the reason why we love this one is because of the art style if you take him out of the art style then it's just you know spider-man but you know it's different i agree i i you it's the same argument you can't as express in, yourself like let's way. let's take christian bale's batman yeah and then let's throw him into this multiverse okay well hold on 
this you're touching this character that is so great yeah. and has such a good story and now you're going to do more with it like yeah we love that character but we also love for that. where he fits it's right. like bringing in a, his story. a beloved uh, master into a sequel film and then handing him the lightsaber and then have him toss it behind his back mm. Ooh. That, that didn't happen in this. I don't know what you're alluding to. Maybe a conversation that is coming very soon <laughs> down the line. Oh, is that so, alluding to something? So, okay. All right, gentlemen. So, new new Miles Morales. That's in the works. I know that is in the works. That's something Sony is looking at very heavily. However, we're going to have to deal with the likes of Madam Web and Craven the Hunter next year. I don't play Spider-Man 2, so I don't know how he is in that, but... I hear that's fantastic. Yeah, I hear Spider-Man 2 is great. Yeah. I played Miles Morales. That one's good. Yes. Really good. I, it, it's Sony. I, how can they just churn out these fantastic stories and then just also do, like, Venom? <laughs> yeah, that. Garbage. Like, I don't know how that's possible. What's going on over at Sony that they can't apply these to their movies? I mean, I'm not going to speak too soon for Madam Web, but come on. We all saw the trailer, right? I don't know. I, that's that's a conversation for a different day. Adam <laughs> Peake, I'm seeing that twice opening day. Yeah, come oh, on. And Venom <laughs> 3. Venom 3 is also Ooh, out next year. That's, that's true. I hear that movie's Ooh. done. A woman-led anyway, Sony... I hear that is filmed. Filmed. Hmm. I, just, I don't know if filming. they're, they're going to take time to film a Vulture cameo, maybe. I don't know. I'm still um, building a team. <laughs> is there anything else we want to say about Into the Spider Verse? How about that? Uh, how about that cameo, Stanley? The first one post death, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. It always fits. Yes. Rest in peace. Yes, I remember. It was after Venom. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure. It was, Stan, maybe not. Maybe he cameo not. in Venom. He did. He, he did. died. What was his November twelfth? So it was after Venom. Yeah. Yes. And then he wasn't. Oh, yeah. He was in Venom. He walked the dog at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I you remember got that, that yeah. crazy side of you or something like that. Both of both of you are or something. Which, I mean, a very interesting cameo right after his death. Like, and in this movie, I it comes at a very emotional point in the movie with great music, by the way. It always fits eventually. And I know it's kind of a joke. It's played its last, but like thematically it fits very well into the story. Yeah, it does. I think that's great. And also, I mean, I don't know if you were referring to Stan Lee as the cameo, but Spider-Man 2099 yeah. in the end of the Miguel film. O'Hare. Very epic post credit scene. We see him try to recruit the 60s Spider-Man for his uh, epic multiverse team. And then it just turns out to be the pointing meme. Yeah. Which... Got a ton of laughs Super in cool. my theater. Uh, really fun. Yeah, I remember that. And then uh, one last one, Post Malone, the singer for uh, Sunflower along with Sway Lee, but Sway Lee does not make a cameo, I don't think. Um, I think Lee's in Across. Probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is Sunflower still a good song? Mm. Is it, has so. it reached a point where it's too overplayed? I think it's so catchy. That was the most played song Holy cow! That was the vibe of I going do not into personally turn it on. I mean, it, I. It, it it is like the most played song ever. I think it's second place or something crazy. Ever? Yeah, ever on Spotify. Holy crap! Um, yeah, people play it on loop like a bagel. Oh, everything like a bagel, bagel guy. Nice. Everything ever all at once. Epic foreshadowing. Pretty- yeah, what a cool uh, like who who on the writing team was like. 
All right, got to rewatch the first one. <clears throat> so let's uh, let's get a plot going for the second one. Uh, what if we? What if we took that bagel, dude? A bagel guy. <laughs> really, it does come out of nowhere. It does not feel like foreshadowing, but then it's like, oh, oh, it's neat. You know what else? Um, Gwen's. We didn't talk about Gwen's uh, multiversal rewrite counterparts. Yeah, how they're not very uh, lined up with the sequel. Gwen's dad looks nothing like he it. Looks completely different. Completely yeah. different. Uh, Gwen's Peter Parker does not die like that in the sequel. Okay, it's just a brief like. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it gives us enough. Maybe that was her. Her just all she needed to say. Just fluffing it up at the time. Yeah. Um, I, the way that they do her story, I don't even care. Like, yeah. Who cares? It's so good in the cross. I, I forgot about it. Although giving it a rewatch is like, oh, interesting. That didn't work like that. Speaking of things that did work, though, favorite characters. Mm. What character worked for you the most in Into the Spider-Verse? Ethan. Oh, you think I know your answer. Yeah, Peter B. Peter B. Parker. Just everything that Jake Johnson does uh, famously plays Nick in New Girl and brings that same kind of energy right into this performance. He just he's got it all. He's got the heart. He's got the humor. He's got the the arc, you know, and he's got the tragic backstory, you know. His Aunt May's gone. He lost his wife. He's made mistakes. He's screwed up. I love seeing heroes that kind of just are in in a bad spot, but then they ultimately bring them back. And it's not like the bad spot where we're like, oh, this character sucks, but in a bad spot where you see like, man, I, w- I wish he could get out of there. And he does, but he's also like the heart of this movie, and he uh, comes along miles, and he's he's just great. And the costume design, come on. Green jacket, <laughs> spider suit, sweatpants, mismatched shoes. I have I've cosplayed as uh, Peter B. Parker many a times. I dressed as him to go see Spider-Man No Way Home. So, yeah, the, this character is special to me. And I love, like, it's a leap of faith, right? It's a leap of faith. So I'm happy to take him, Peter B. Parker. Yeah, he, he is fantastic. Micah? I'm going to say, uh, I believe his name is Jefferson Davis. Ooh. Is that his name? Miles' dad, Miles yeah. Miles' dad, yeah. I wasn't sure at first, because, like, Davis, was that his last name? Oh. It is. Yeah. All right, yes. sweet. Yeah, Miles' dad, um, because he's he impacts Miles so much without Miles, like, seeking him. Like, Miles' dad just keeps on pushing, keeps on going for that little spark in in Miles because he knows that it's there. He knows that he can help him. He knows that Miles needs him. He just doesn't know it yet. And they pay off that line at the beginning where uh, I I just love how they bring it back. I already said it before, but um, when he's in the cop car, he says, you know, I love you. You got to say it back. And they bring it back later where he's Mm -hmm. like, I love you. You don't have to say it back. He's going to love him no matter what. That is a father figure right there. If I've ever seen one, man, they do that quite a lot too in this movie with just little lines that are said that they bring back at the end, like three or four times they do that with different lines. And it's, it's just really faith. We didn't even talk about the leap of faith. Uh, uh, scene. The, I'm sure we will. I, oh yeah. I, I'm I saving that, that for <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm going to go with, uh, miles. I, it could have been so easy to make the Spider-Man movie 
about Peter Parker mm-hmm. as the main character. Very easy. It probably would have drawn more uh, people to the theaters, but taking this relatively unknown at the time character, Super Miles character Morales, too. Yeah. 2014, seven, I seven think. Seven years ago. I think it was yeah. 2011. 2011. Seven years ago, fact this movie. Yeah, fact check that real quick. Miles Morales. Seven years ago, or however long it is, this character is created by Brian Michael Bendis. 2011. And it. I mean, that's seven years, and now this character is being translated on screen. Super cool. Very big risk. You also have Spider-Man, but this is the main character. This is the main heart of the story. And now he is a household name. He is up there with Peter Parker. He is now synonymous with the name of Spider-Man. And I think almost all of that has to do with this movie Mm -hmm. and the writing and the character arc and journey that he goes on. I said before, but everything, every moment that he has in this movie is so earned because of the struggle that he has and the relatability that he just instantly conveys on screen to us. Instantly, I'm endeared to Miles. There, Through that whole one take of him walking through the street to his new school, oh yeah, I want to be back with my old buddies, but now I got this new responsibility at this new school. It's fantastic character Mm -hmm. writing and I think he is such a great main character and it's only deepened as the story goes. I can't wait to see where they take him. And I mean, that's why Miles is my favorite character. He he has the, it all crescendos at the end when he sits there. And now as he is holding Peter B. Parker upside down, mm-hmm. just as vice versa, it was like 20 minutes ago in the story. Peter B. Parker asks for advice. How do I not know I'm going to mess it up? Mm-hmm. And he says, you won't. It's a leap of faith. And I mean, there it is. It's all right there. The writing. I mean, it's perfect. This movie, I'm having a hard time. We're going to get to it in the ranking. <laughs> you crying? It, it's okay. good stuff. It's, it's good it's stuff, okay. man. It's good stuff. But let's get to favorite scene. Uh, I'm going to shoot this to Ethan first. Ethan, out of all the scenes. So every time I watch this movie, I have a new favorite scene. And I think... I think you two alluded to some scenes that I'm not going to take. I'm going to keep them off the board. But a scene that really like I really loved just this rewatch was right after uh, Miles has Peter B. Parker tied up and then they go outside the building and they're walking up and down the building. I just really love that scene because it highlights Miles is just at that point, just trying to imitate everything that Peter B is doing the way he's walking up and down the walls and the framing is so good. Cause you have Peter B Parker up top walking on the side of the building that you have miles at the bottom of the frame, walking on the side of the building. It's just a really cool shot. The scene is really cool. You have Peter B talking about goobers, but you really see like the start of this relationship form. And I, I don't know why this, I just really like the foundation of the relationship being built there and just seeing where it goes from there. Yeah. Yeah, thought it was really, really well. I'm making you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Is it working? Yes. And then, yeah, right before that, when he starts glitching, he's like, come on, with great power comes. And then he's like, mm. don't you say it. I'm done hearing that line. I don't want to hear it no more. You yeah. know, it just show it highlights where both these characters are. And yeah, they go go on with the rest of the movie. Just so many great scenes yes. that you could, any scene I, I would accept as a great scene. Michael, which one are you taking? Oh, I'm going to take. You're going to go along with your favorite character. Or Maybe no? I'll, I'll take, I'll take the beginning, just the tone setting. Mm. Uh, when the, we're first being introduced to Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and uh, just 
how they throw you into this and then immediately cut to Miles Morales. I love that transition. I love the tone setting, mm. the, the 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 stylish choices all laid out right away. I mean, just I mean, you've got the the all the logos going right, and then it just goes with Comics Code Authority. Man, what a what a different way to set this movie up. That's a good one, man. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked it. I mean, it, but like, wh- how memorable? How, that is the most memorable part of this movie to me is mm. the. Mm, really? Comics Code Authority, because it, it really just like draws your attention. You're locking in. This is the movie you're you're about to see. Better strap in your seatbelts because we are going. Yeah, they're for like, a ride. hey, those other movies you've been watching, those superhero movies. Yeah, this this is a comic book movie, and we're we're letting you know right away. Oh in yeah, every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. That dude, that's a good one, Micah. I like that a lot. Thank you. Uh, All right, my favorite character is uh, Wolverine. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. Lee Shriver. There is uh, Mahershala Ali. I like what you say, Ethan. How every time you rewatch it, there's a, a different scene that you that stands out to you. Um, I mean, you could go with all of the greats. There are so many really fantastic movies. The 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 um, I see the spark in you. Mm. That scene is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the the that's all it is, Miles. A leap of faith. Uh, at the end. That's fantastic. But the scene that stood out to me was one that I kind of alluded to already. And it's it's Peter B. Parker telling Miles that he is not ready. Mm. You are not ready to mm. do this at all. And his the facial expressions, the animation of all of that, the struggle that Miles goes through in that scene, it it made me tear up. Like that's how good it was. And it it made me yearn for what superhero movies can be it made me yearn for a a superhero movie that we don't get as often anymore and it just it made me feel good that this is what this is why we do and why why we we watch movies movies like this Uh this this movie right here is why we get and why we're so invested in these stories why we keep coming back and with that Mm. let's get into the ranking portion of it Mm. well i want to say uh the Oscars ranked this number one in terms of best animated feature film, which is our second and only, I mean, potentially uh, as of right now, uh, Oscar nominations are still going for uh, next year's. But uh, so across the Spider-Verse could also be on this list, but Big Hero 6 and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse were the only ones out of this whole list to uh, get best animated feature and here we are. It was up against Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah, pretty so, easy. Uh, did not get Best there. Picture. Uh, Black Panther was the only one of our list that uh, wasn't even nominated, yeah, but it lost to Green Book. So huh. that was Spider-Verse's only nomination mm. in the Oscars. Dang. Bohemian Rhapsody swept that year, if you guys remember. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Four I wins. About that. Black Panther got three wins. So that's pretty impressive. We've also made it pretty far into the podcast about just mentioning Haley Steinfeld or uh, John Mulaney, Zoe who Kravitz. plays Spider Ham. You know, yeah. just those other variants that deserve so much love. Yes, and Haley Steinfeld definitely gets the love in the the later sequel. Yeah, she will be a main topic of discussion mm-hmm. in Across the Spider Verse. That's for sure. She gets a she gets a good enough to do where you, you good care enough for the character. To do. 
No, you do. You care for the character in this, but they really flesh it out in the next movie. And then Spider Anime, I don't remember that character's name. Henny Parker. Henny, Henny Parker. Parker. Yeah. Do you know who voices her? Yeah. Uh, that is Kimiko Glenn. Not Kimiko from Glenn, yeah. Not Kimiko from Deadpool or from Wolverine, but Kimiko. Nice. Nice to remember Deadpool. Of course. Good stuff. What does the internet think? Of Into the Spider-Verse. I actually oh, already know man, this. I was but... so nervous about my score, I completely forgot to uh, pull that up. All right, so on, man. <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I just updated these today. So these are updated, and I also updated across the Spider-Verses today. Rotten Tomatoes Critic, 97% audience, 94%. Metacritic, 87%. Metacritic user, 8.3 out of 10 IMDb 8.4 out of 10, Letterboxd 4.4, averaging out to an 88. So an 8.8 out of 10. For the internet? For the internet. That's got to be super Into the Spider-Verse is second place for the internet, followed very closely by Across the Spider-Verse. At number three? At number one, sorry. Following very closely Across the Spider-Verse. Rotten Tomatoes critic for Across and into is one point off. Wow. Audience is the same. Metacritic is one point off. Mm. User is one point off. Wow. IMDb, three points off. 87 versus 84. It is just a testament to... And it's a 4.5 versus a 4.4 on Letterboxd. So it is literally as close as it can get. Yeah, that's a testament to Across the Spider-Verse. Because even like going into it this year, I'm like... I rewatched this movie before. I'm like, there's no way that it can even be in the same conversation as this first one. And it managed to in almost every way, which is a testament to that film. Now, I do still think I like this one better. Ooh, I was going to ask that question. Yeah. 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 I think I, I do like the completion. I do too. Of this a lot better. And the tightness of this uh, across is, is longer and it is a less less Roll focused, your score. less focused narrative. So yeah, uh, did you want to do the Hollywood Reporter ranking, or oh, do we, we or do we know where that say. is? All Mike right, I. we have to hear what they say. So the Hollywood Reporter uh, infamously has a list, horrible of list, the greatest Marvel of all time. The uh, they, they ranked it all because they know everything. They ranked it all definitely while taking a big old dump in the corporate office. Hundred percent. Is sure. this better or worse? Then, oh boy, <laughs> Ant Man, Ant Man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Edgar Wright's no longer owned Ant Man. <laughs> uh, this is better. It better be. They have to have. No, 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 no. This isn't about what you no, think. It's not about what I, I think, know. But I even I hope. That for the please. Hollywood Reporter article, people, please. they put this. It has they to have be. To, they have to have. Yes. It's higher. Yes. You think Ant-Man's higher? No, no I think Spider-Man <laughs> is higher. Ant-Man is 11th place. <laughs> Ant-Man is 11th place. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is... Sorry, hold on. Logan is 12th place. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is 13th place. Are you kidding me? Ant-Man, number 11. Let's go. Doctor Strange, number 10. What's nine? Next week's movie is seventh place. Mm, Captain Marvel <laughs> is seventh. 
Dude, you're kidding me. This is why we have this freaking <laughs> list every week. Wow. Ninth place is uh, X Men. They could not have been serious. Yeah. While making ninth that place X Men. Eighth place X Two. What? <laughs> Bro. You know what? Yeah, all those movies you just named better than this. They're movie. like, you know? oh boy, uh, top ten. Doctor Strange. Yeah, I like that one. X Men. <laughs> what came after X Men? X Two. This is. <laughs> This is why we're doing it. Because we, oh man. One could rewrite the narrative of the Marvel movie marathon and say that we started this to we attack need a, we this need list. Some, some time bending. You will forget, everyone will forget the Hollywood Reporter ranking. And that they will only remember. And that they will only, stop changing the spell, you're messing the, it up. Shoot. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, let's do it, guys. Let's make it better than the freaking Hollywood let's change, Reporter. Let's change history, fellas. Yep. Ethan, what's your score? I'm going to do this on the big screen today. Blows. This is a one out of ten for me. <laughs> I can put that in my ranking. No, no like, no. you guys know me. I'm no stranger to Look at handing. that. It even updates the color now, Oh, too? wow. Oh, you gave me one. Yeah, keep it. Well, keep a one on there. Yeah, you, oh. yeah, you know, you know. So I'm no stranger to handing out tens. I've given out famously, what is it, like eight, ten? Angley's Hulk out of ten, so you no. got to give this one a ten. <laughs> I, did not, I did not give <laughs> Angley's Hulk a ten. What was my last ten? Was it Infinity War? Infinity War, yeah. yeah. So I uh, this one has to be a ten. We've talked about it all day, how it just does everything so well. Every time I watch this movie, I try to go, okay, what what doesn't work for me? And really nothing other than me like have seen it like 10 times and knowing what is coming next. There isn't like a critique I have with this movie. It just is it's the it movie. It is the the reason we love like these movies. It, mm. it does everything so well. Characters, multiverse, writing, and it never is like preaching to you about anything or even trying to lore dump on you. You just follow the story and have a good time. Ten. Ten out of wow. ten. Ooh. Ethan, you've given the most tens out of all of us. And yet, yet you have the lowest average score. That's just because oh, I hold on. Let's let's update that yeah, real quick. That. What level we're on fifty four. 53 54 for the levels all right your oh. average is still a 6.7 still the lowest still the lowest well hey that that just means i give out the goods when they're deserved and i don't give out the goods when they're not deserved oh, wow. yeah i'm not the hollywood Ethan, reporter you give out the goods every day 100%. oh thank you Micah. every time i look at it oh good oh that <laughs> means so much to me micah let's see what kind and of I'm goods you're give giving out, the out. Goods yeah because i'm giving this movie a similar score to hold on now What's your highest right now? What is Logan your highest? Logan, a 9.7. 9.7. Right? What did I give Infinity War? Yeah, yeah. 9.7, followed by, uh, I believe, 9.5 for Spider-Man 2 and Infinity War. Um, so with that, uh, I have said before that I don't like to give out 10s, and I will not be giving out a 10 today. So you guys can... If, if, it's if, 11! If that... Oh. If that's all you wanted to hear, I guess you guys can tune out now. But, yeah, here, I'm going to turn uh, off the I, recording, actually. I, this has been a waste of time. Wow. I, I don't want to say a movie is perfect because... That's not what that's not what a 10 that's, is. No, that's what a 10 no. is to me. Okay. And I think we that by having these different perspectives, by Ethan saying that a 10 is just like a really, really solid movie, that's perfect. That's That's great. 
uh, for Ben, a 10 for him is, is, you know, one of his favorites, but for me, a 10 has to be absolutely life-changing. A 10 has to be like, so that, I have to leave this contact, movie. That's fine. Is there a movie that you've ever seen that is a 10? I think about interstellar daily. Huh? I think about interstellar every no, single day. That's the, fair. It doesn't cut. And that is a me. movie that sits with me. For me, uh, Into the Spider-Verse has scenes that will sit with me, but it's just like, okay, yeah, there's there's some, there's a couple scenes here, but Interstellar, it's like the whole movie sits with me. Inter, not that stellar, if you ask me. Yeah, Ethan's yeah, a and, and this isn't to compare the two. This isn't to compare. This is to explain why I'm not giving this a 10. And um, I think, I, I'm not even sure what would what would bring this to a 10? It's just, it, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing, right? That's how people are still trying to figure out how to make a 10 out of 10 movie every day. That's, that's people's jobs is to improve movies is to make them better. And, and that's AI's job. Now. That's, yeah. That's AI's job. <laughs> so to give this a 10 for me, I would have to really change. Like this would have to we get it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Go. No, no, no. I think you're actually, you actually make <laughs> yeah. a very good point. Yeah. There has maybe never even been truly a 10 out of 10 movie yet because they're still trying to yeah. improve. Why and, be the, the, yeah. why give out the highest for And if me? that's how you're going to do movie scores, then I think it works. For me, I think, I think I would place Logan slightly higher than this. So I'm going to give it a 9.6. Wow. wow. I would Logan say Logan, Logan does some things of betrayal while also giving you that satisfying ending while still having that heart wrenching, uh, you know, relationship between him and the sacrifice that he puts towards uh, uh, what, what's her name? The girl uh, there's, yeah, not to compare Logan, and, and, and that's not what this podcast is about. That's just so I can... Well, it, it is about comparing oh, the I guess Marvel so. films. I guess so. Yeah, it, it yeah I guess I could say that then. Uh, I love the, the build-up and the payoffs that we have of just inherently from all these X-Men movies mm -hmm. to Logan. That's fair. Uh, and that's just not something you can get out of a, a single movie yeah. that's trying to pick itself up from its bootstraps and mm. it's fighting an uphill battle that it fighting the uphill battle that I had. Uh, I just don't think it had much of a, a shot at it. That perfect 10 out of 10. You present a good case for Logan and uh, yeah. What is Logan? It's number two. Logan is number one for me or on our list. Oh, for us uh, it is, I believe. Let me see. Let me average it. Out. We are at, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, number one. Oh, <laughs> Logan is, nice. I believe that's fifth place for us. Oh, Logan's fifth. Wow. Really? All right. One, right. two, three, four. Fourth. Well, it is fourth. I don't remember. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, wait. I'm ranked by the wrong one. There we go. Yeah, we, ah. need, we need to have this third place. In front of us. Third place. There we go. That sounds better. Yeah, that third place. Better. Okay. So 9.6 for you, Micah. 9.6 for me. Not quite as good as, as Logan. I might even bump Logan up if I had a chance. But oh, uh, just because as I'm flushing out the 9 range, I'm seeing, yeah, I would bump Spider-Man 2 up a little more. I'd bump Logan up another 0.1 maybe. But that, it, it, that's not where I was when I watched it. So that's where it sits. That's 
that's going to be an interesting i would think make for a good recap yeah on this whole thing yeah. hey what would you change yeah after thinking about it for a while that's going to be a good one so we got a 10 and a 9.6 that's right like micah said everyone's got a different criteria for what a 10 is and i've been very vocal on what a 10 is to me that has to i like micah i agree also it has to mean a lot it has to give you that life-changing you know feel to it to be a 10 out of 10 i don't like to hand those around i believe i've only given that to two movies on this list infinity war and winter soldier that's right um to me spider-verse into the spider-verse this this first movie does not reach 10 out of 10 i i would not give what a t- <laughs> sorry I, I i'll just continue to be right that's fine well, i would not give spider man out here licking the cheese of off his thumb huh uh, keep going i don't man. get the reference i don't get the reference <laughs> i i would give this oh man what would i give spider-man to the spider-verse Let's give it a one it we does, do. it does on. so many things so well but does it get a 10 out of 10 i don't think so why is it not a 10 out of 10 I feel like I'm our gonna greatest have, movies. We I'm going to have probably the most, the, the hottest take on this podcast right now. Oh boy. Yeah. And I don't really think I, I've saved it this long because I don't want people to get mad. Uh, I, and you know, people don't listen this long into our podcast anyway. I mean, the viewer attention is what, two minutes? I don't. I think there are times with this animation style that I don't like. Ooh. There are things with this animation style that actually bug me personally. They bug you. There are times in this movie that... <laughs> they bite you. Where I don't... And, and this is just personal to me. I don't like how blurry it is sometimes on the screen. I know oh, I that is that, yeah. a stylistic choice. I know that is what they're going for. But at times in this movie, outside, on, on certain frames of the screen, I like it when it's smooth. And there are times when it's just the outlines of characters maybe are just a little too blurry. And it's like, okay, I'm watching on the 4K. We watched the 4K today and I have seen edits on YouTube of of them animating these characters in uh, up to the frame rate that they're they would be. I think it was 24 frames per second that you would that they were supposed to be at to make them smooth maybe i prefer that a little bit more um so sometimes the animation sequences bug me that's not to say that it's brilliant it's not brilliant it is it absolutely is and almost every shot in this movie like the the scene where he's upside down and the scene we didn't even talk about that whole sequence the what's up danger what's up danger yeah. that's beautiful but certain times in this movie that almost bugs me a little bit and i'm not i'm not even going to throw kingpin into my nitpicks for why this is <laughs> worst but, movie ever <laughs> So with that, you know I only Four go out of 10. you know I only go halves, halves these in between the points. This gets a 9.5 out of 10. Okay. For sure. 9.5. Man. That's not even going to hit our top 5, is it? With that though, what is our top 5? Our before, top 5 for Spider-Verse. Before Spider-Verse, uh this is our our as of last week, um not that it mattered cuz Venom was to crack <laughs> Venom five, is but... number 4. Venom. <laughs> uh, first place, Infinity War at a 9.8. Second place, Captain America Winter Soldier at a 
9.8. Uh, first place was 9.83. All right, let me zoom in a little more because it's kind of far away. There we go. Logan, third place, 9.7. Fourth place, Captain America Civil War, 9.46. Fifth place, The Avengers, 9.43. Will The Avengers be kicked out? I think think it does. Of the top five. Oh, boy. You know what? What's the average, bro? Let's do it. Let's do it. You ready? What is that, fourth? We're going to see this all together at the same time. All right. right. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. All right. There we go. There it is. Fourth place. It is fourth. Yeah. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse locked in at a 9.7. Even. Even. That's a good Even Steven. I like that. Right under Logan, right where you put it, Micah. And unfortunately. Oh, no. (laughs) Dropping Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance down to 53rd place. Kicking Iron Man out of the top 10. Oh, man. Kicking Thor Ragnarok out of the top 20. Good. Kicking Blade out of the top 30. Incredible Hulk out of the top 40. And Electra out of the top 50. Oh, Oh, no. What a sad day. And what is Venom at? 30.3. Dang, it didn't take long for Venom to get. Dang, right above first class. Ouch. Wow. Ouch. All right. And this is the end of. 2018 guys we had an incredible year yeah we did and that was a good incredible year, year. Oh, here movies. can you start screen recording this can i screen record this yeah how do i screen record on mac os just for future just reference that'd be great screen record mac os Man. uh shift Black command Panther, great five. infinity war great spider-verse great i mean our top five has two movies from 2018 shift command that's pretty epic five. man and now we enter 2019. This is the last year on our marathon. Look at that. 8.072 uh, for our our year ranking for the whole year. Not our greatest year yet, but definitely, which I'm surprised that uh, Venom took down the score uh, not. that much. <laughs> wow. All right. So uh, that would mean 2017, surprisingly, is still our greatest year. Better all around. Better all around, yeah. Yeah. And um Logan Guardians. This is too clean. Yeah. So next up. Next week. Next week we have Captain <laughs> Marvel. Oh. Very oh. interesting. Right off fresh off the Marvels in the theaters. We've all seen it now. Yeah. Maybe all our new fans uh can come. I just talk about Captain Marvel. And, uh, Rebecca Captain and I, Marvel. we just finished watching Room last night. Room is great. Brie Larson. So it's not it's not Brie, Brie Larson's fault. I, I like Brie Larson as a character. Whoa, 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 are you are you revealing your thoughts? No, I, I forgot actually everything about Captain Marvel. So <laughs> I, seen, I, I saw Captain Marvel one time in the theaters. I just have like never seen it since. Oh yeah, I I think yeah, I saw it on too. Disney Plus. I, did I think those, it was a laundry movie. I did those MCU rewatches and I just kind of skipped this one. Because you get so close to Endgame, it's like, I don't need well, to see this. You do it in chronological order. You start with Cap, and then you got to do that one. Which Cap? Like, we're, uh, First Avenger. Oh, okay. I was trying to make Cap Marvel. No. Cap Marvel. No. Cap Marvel. No, 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 no. Yeah, but that's next week, folks. So look forward to that. Same bad time. Same bad channel. And Bye. that is going to be... That's going <laughs> to... <No, no. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh,
That's going to be an interesting one. It's definitely not going to top, crack the top five for sure. But <laughs> the top you know, 50 will maybe. crack the top 52. <laughs> you might. never know. It just might. I, uh, yeah, that's going to be, well, that's going to be one of the Marvel movies we review it sure on this is. list. That's I'm excited sure. to revisit it because I haven't seen it since theaters. So, yes. I mean, not anticipating that it is one of our best, but well, I mean, listen, but it's a Marvel on, movie. on this list, yeah. yeah, on this Marvel movie marathon, that like that's what I'm looking forward to putting this in the list, reviewing it now. We have four, four movies removed, left: Captain Marvel, and then three other ones. Which, wow, I mean, we're not gonna. I mean, obviously, I think you guys know what's after Captain Marvel. And actually, let's play that trailer after we uh, after we finish this. Do it. Um, Captain not Captain Marvel, Marvel. Trailer, yeah. not, not Captain Marvel. But um, but yeah, that's going to be next week, folks. We're nearing the end of the year. Anticipate the end of the year podcast where we do. We're, I think we're dubbing it the Multiverse Awards for 2023, uh, barring a better name comes along in the coming weeks. I like those names. But like uh, that's going to be where we're going to be ranking everything. So that's going to be a fun podcast mm. uh, to tune into. So look forward to that one as well as the final four Marvel movies of the year and i think we're gonna hit it guys we got four weeks left in 2023 we got four marvel movies left will so, far from home release january or will it release end of december good point i guess we gotta do some math we gotta do some math and we'll figure it out some cramming to that'll be after this after the cameras are off but we thank you guys for tuning in tune in next week for now this has been Rayside. this is peter b parker this is micah ham <laughs> Signing off, we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.